In previous installments, we at the Arbitrarium have addressed many aspects of its existence. In discussing what do of human, we broached non-human minds, both synthetic and natural. Uplift, though, is both. I'm your host, the electric Spaniard, Rezo. With me is feral human wrangler, G-Fresh, professor of anthropological zoology, Dave, and eldritch entity, the colorful out of space, to ask, what monkey can be? What else? All right, so we need to get an etymologist on that. I'm G-Fresh, also known as Garrett. I'm Dave. I'm Colorful. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Arbitrarium Colorful. Cute voice for something that is basically a sentient <laughs> ray of light. <laughs> she is a being of pure energy. Ooh. Photons. I mean, that, that's it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just light. Photons. Just and light. the blasted heat was not her fault. It's just lead. <laughs> <laughs> Like so, <laughs> so you're, you're talking about uplift. Yes, we are talking about uplift. So, for those listeners who aren't familiar with the term, let's outline what is uplift. First off, uh, it is present in a lot of uh, science fiction. It's a big trope, and there's an entire science fiction series, series written about Called uplift. The Two uplift series. series. Oh, okay. Yeah, David Brin. Well, not David. Br- David Brin who wrote the Uplift series. However, it's also present in other things. Or as the Canadians know him, the Mighty Brin. <laughs> so, at its core is the idea of taking a creature that is at or near human level set, or intelligence and raising it up, uplifting it. Well, below. Below. Below or near. You said below at or near, or near oh, human yes, level intelligence. Yes. Uh, My mistake. So, taking something that is below or near human intelligence and giving it that extra push either through genetic engineering or uh, giving it tech that it can use. Technology, physiology, and what was the third one? Metaphysics. Evolution. Technology, physiology, and psychology. Yes, psychology. Those were the three. Those were the three Uh, different forms, yes. Another good example would be uh, for technological uplift would be the Krogan from the Mass Effect series. They uh, did not have advanced technology until the Solarians decided to show up. And uh, to be fair, they got as far as the atom bomb, and then they used them. Yes, that's. That, a, I mean, that's a, that's actually not a bad place to start because that tends to put genophage. In, yeah. <laughs> yes, that does tend to put a damper on technological development, and uh, in in the lore, it actually set their species back because it helped preserve the uh, the blood rage, which is a intense adrenal response that turns a wounded Krogan into a raging, destructive monster instead of just a wounded one. Okay, what's the difference between a Blood Rage Krogan and a Krogan, then? One you can talk to. The other one just hits you until hits you in the face until your face stops resembling it, a face. It's a meat tank. Yes. <laughs> a tank made of meat. And the meat is also ruined, so, you know, don't have Krogan right. steaks. You got adrenal dump, ruins meat every time. Mm-hmm. This is why you always kill your animals humanely, people. It's a 300 caliber bullet with a brain. <laughs> so, 300, that's just 30 caliber. <clears throat> oh, that is how that works, isn't it? Yes. Hmm. We'll get into bullets when yeah, we talk about the, when we get into the guns episode. Yeah, see, that yes. is. Or contact the <laughs> Tales of Space Guns. So, uh, we've, we've got the idea of, all right, 
messing around with something's psychology, its genetics, giving it tech to, in essence, let it build its own civilization or become part of yours, maybe a client species. Why would you do this? Other than because it's cool? I suppose it'd be a result of... Uh... You actually don't have the necessary biology to survive in a certain environment. Think about it. If you don't have the gear or don't want to live in the ocean, why not make octopus to mine your metals and whatnot below? The brilliant blobfish. Well, it um, actually wouldn't be a bad idea for science in places that we can't get to, but yeah. we know that creatures live. Well, if you've got yes. the if you've got the technological know-how to in essence, you know, reprogram an entire species from the genetic level up, you could potentially just take human stock and do the same thing. There's an ethical issue, because that person may not be able to return to human society as a human at that point. Well, if you're going to get into ethical issues, we're getting pretty deep in the weeds, because there's ethical issues with everything. The ethical issues it's probably a good idea. later. Later, later. For but later. you have the potential for slavery here. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, creating a slave race, that's, that's that's an ethical problem. We'll talk about that in, <laughs> later on in the, in the podcast, I think. <clears throat> so, what would a psychological uplift entail? Hmm. Well... well yeah, so the, the way that he describes it in... Uh, well, Isaac Arthur describes it as basically just... He calls it giving them a bigger brain, which is essentially just giving them what they... The, the physiology they need to have... To be able to bear more brain power, to be able to, you know. By the way, Isaac, if you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> if you don't know who Isaac Arthur is, he is a hard sci-fi, uh, he takes hard sci-fi... futurist. Yes, a futurist. He takes the concepts and works out how it would actually function. Yeah. He has a page on YouTube, so we he does not endorse us, but we love him. He's pretty cool. I, I endorse him. <laughs> I love you. Black Hole Civilizations was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Okay. <laughs> enough, enough hero worship. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. So, um... So psychological maybe? uplift is still a physiological uplift, yes. in essence. Yes, yes it is. Where you're you're just giving them well, more, no, more I cortex. Mean, okay, technically, but they, they, they separated for a good reason. I mean, giving something more brain power doesn't necessarily mean that you're changing the... It's physical capabilities. Ah, you know yes. what I mean? Yes, I mean, that's yes, not yes. the best way to describe that, but there's a difference between psychology and physiology in the way that they're describing it. Changing its physiology would be mm. more like giving it a muscle structure that's going to allow it to... Uh, walk use, on land, maybe. Walk on land or, or use fine, like fine-tune... Fine tune, what is it? Uh, fine motor control. Fine motor control, thank you. There you go. To give a bird hands. Yes. Or an octopus fingers or... To give a man wings. Do octopi really need fingers? That's what I was just about to ask. I think they're pretty. They can feel like the tentacles are their fingers. Dexterous. Honestly, that that's one of the things that keeps me from trying live octopus because you're eating something that's tasting you back. And they're super smart already. So don't don't do that. Well, that's why you eat it to get its sweet brain powers. Oh. I mean, that is that, is is that the is that the works. argument for cannibalism? That's a later podcast. I've met a lot of I mean, people in my life, fun. and I would argue the opposite. See, one of the future episodes we like to do is, if you are what you eat, is cannibalism the way to pure humanity? <laughs> True. True. Wait, we, we're planning that one. Okay. Have we gotten to the point where we say that that's, that's an entirely okay. different podcast, comma, 
And we've planned it. Yeah. <laughs> we digress. Yes. Uplift. Though, getting back to the uh, division between psychological and physiological, I think uh, that you make a very good point, uh, Dave, in that you can change the brain structure without necessarily changing the uh, overall physiology. Mm. I mean, think about it. From studies done on chimps and other primates, the only thing stopping them from talking is just something in their language center that just doesn't, it's not there yet. They can do sign language, but it just doesn't connect to the vocal cords. Yeah, they can communicate, but they can't speak. Yes. Really. And they know what a monkey's voice sounds like. It's creepy. But that's also what they programmed the machine, the simulator, to say. Really, producer? <sighs> we just got started. You already complaining? Go shit in the box. It'll be fine. <laughs> Go poop in the box. You're Okay, you're already on the list for uplift, okay? I know, you, you want sweet brain powers that I can't give you at this time. You keep whining, we'll see how far you get. Keep this up and I will that fire is, you. That is interesting. I always thought that monkeys were not speech capable because of vocal anatomy, but no. that is not correct. Yeah, like, like mm -hmm. you just said, it's only because of something that's wired in their brains that, uh, that they have not mm -hmm. connected to those mm. That vocal anatomy. Well, yeah, they have has, developed a language uh, yeah, center. You know, mm. they've adapted a different way mm -hmm. to where, uh, you know, their vocal cord is more like our appendix, where it's like, yeah. It exists. Yeah, I mean, they still, there. they still use it. It's just instead of um, fine communication, it's more like a, a, a cop siren. Mm. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Very low bandwidth communication capability. Yeah. Because they don't have the developed and just a, brain parts. And just a little tweak. Their term. Just a little tweak. Everything went quiet. Why? So we can pause. Oh, apologies. We uh, had a small outage. I believe there were well, squirrels. They're not going to know that because it was paused and there's no time dilation. So just continue. Well, squirrels, man. Squirrels. All right. So are you saying that squirrels are, are, are good uplift candidates? We'll get into that a bit Potentially, later. Potentially, but... That's, what are we going to talk about later. right now? Right now, I, this is defining our terms, why you mm -hmm. want to do it. How... Why don't we talk about, like, the really popular, like, popular culture? What hmm. examples are there? Rocket. Obviously. Rocket raccoon. Yeah, yeah that is that, an uplifted that is a raccoon. Great one. Uh, obviously, Planet well, of the Apes is really one of maybe yeah. the biggest examples. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uplift. Up I can't say Planet of the Apes is a good example of uplift. It's an accidental one. Because that's not really uplift, that's just evolution. Uplift is a specific, mm -hmm. intentional thing mm -hmm. to do. Right. And Rocket Raccoon, yeah, going looking back at it, that's not a proper uplift either. Because you're only doing it to one critter. When you're talking about uplift, you're talking about an entire species. Hmm. Well, I mean, not the way that Isaac Arthur talked about it, because you can uplift five or six of them, because inevitably you're not going to uplift the entire species at once. Well, you're creating once. an entire species, is what I'm saying. That is the goal with well, then, the uplift. I mean, I guess so. If you're, if you're separating the pre-uplift version of that species from the post-uplift version of that species, you might be able to say that, but that species, those, those versions, well, the ones of that species that you uplift, they might disagree with you, and they're going to have domain. 
Why if are you, you up, angry? If you uplift, well, I'm angry for them. <laughs> <laughs> if you uplift a few raccoons and you're like, no, guys, the rest of your the rest of your species, they're not. We're not counting that. Now and they're just, like, the fuck, you're not. <laughs> I just asked to clarify, mm-hmm. um, because from what I had read on minor Google searches, is that the Planet of the Apes, it, like it started that way because oh, you're the talking- scientist made it basically. Um, developed a substance that designed to help give brain repair and gives advanced intelligence to a chimpanzee. And okay, then you're talking they about pass the new, that on the to their son. Yeah. And, yeah, I was they, talking about the original 1970 Charles. I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. They don't go into why they are that way. They just are that way. You know, versus this one that says how they ended up that way was a They don't explain uplift. how the maniacs blew it up. That that is right. uplift experimentation. Yeah, I think this is like, and so uh, I was like, oh, I, I saw this one. I was like, oh, or was so wait, good. no, I would I would say it was an accident in that case. Yeah, it was more accidental. It's more like the uplift the the uplift version right. of Skynet. But if it's accidental, it still counts. I mean, they, they uplifted an entire species to intelligence. It doesn't like just because it was wasn't enough, the result he intent. wanted does not make it less of an uplift. There was enough intent behind the action that makes it arguably, you could argue that it's still uplift. The experiment itself wasn't an uplift experiment. Right. But they were uplifted, yeah. But uh, the chimps were uplifted. Yeah. Yeah. From there. Oops. Homo chimpus. (laughs) (laughs) Now the orangutans are learning the math. I mean, the orangutans were the sages of the... uh, Yeah. They're also the uh, the law keepers, I guess. You know, yeah, and the original Charlin has Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. They were the law keepers, and then the the chimps were the scientists, and the gorillas were the the warriors. I think so. Mm. Though, Although, how did they get a gorilla to ride a ride a horse? That's weird. Uh, I don't think. It, like, no, this thing's weigh like eight hundred pounds. Geologically, that shouldn't be capable for I mean, a horse. No. You wouldn't think so. I don't think it is. Why aren't they riding mm. elephants? That seems more. Yes. I mean, so, I think elephants were more expensive, and a man in, in a gorilla suit is easier to do. Well, it's also smart, a big so. target. <laughs> well, I'm wondering why they didn't go like right. full on Mad Max with it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let's come back. Mad Monkey. Um, this is her first time. <laughs> I was told to keep you guys on track. I mean, that that is part of the job description of being the moderator and fact checker. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, Uplift, Even the what are doesn't. the reasons to do it? I believe well, we, yeah, we asked why earlier and, and never we, really answered we that only question. Gave, yeah, we, the only thing we came up with was if you can't get somewhere and something else is good at it. It's, well, you, you might be lonely as a species. Yeah. In, in theory, maybe these, they like... Uh, Ants could build things if you taught them the correct thing. You know, like, yeah, it's like there's different things that I think a bunch of different species could add to our society if they had the intelligence for us to communicate to them. And of course, there is the ethical, like, who? will go. Well, like I said, like, ants, like, they. Who? Ants. Oh, yeah, there's billions and billions and billions and billions of them. Yeah, Um, see, that's the scary thing, though. I know, but. The, if they were to uplift and we could convince them to help us. How do the how do the ants how does the ant society work? 
That's it. That's a great question. They have the, the, the queen thing that uh, tells them all what to do or something like that. They also kill each uh, other. That's about um, as soon as all they I become, know about ants. It's from as, the movie Ants and Bugs. Um, that's about all of my references. As soon as an ant becomes uh, useless to the society, they just fucking kill it. Also, well, they let it I die. watched them no sense. Or like, kill it. carry um, a cicado the other day. So that um, was... Actually, that is patently untrue. What I'm saying? That they destroy the useless components? No. Up to 40% of an ant colony just sits around eating all day. They, a lot of an ant colony does not do anything except live. may want to send a letter to the editor to Isaac Arthur, then. I suppose I should, because uh, a study I read... Isaac, you betrayed me. Well, his his deal is not, like, straight-up biology, is it? Or insect, or entomology... No, it's not. I'm fairly certain that uh, there was a study done with ants that even when they took all the worker ants and just, you know, killed them, the remaining ones just worked harder. And there was still the same sedentary population. So, I, I think a reason you might consider uplifting a species is to answer the question, are we alone? You uplift a species... You, you, now you're not. It is like cheating, though. It, it might be uh, cheating on the exam, but you still get to pass. There's <laughs> also practice with dealing with a different mind from your own. Yeah, um... There's... Yeah, I suppose. An alien mind. Yeah, you would be, in essence, creating an alien intelligence. I mean, still very much based in... To use phrases from uh, David Bren, you're still dealing with Terrigen, but... It's not human. Right. And going back to our previous podcast, dip, or separate but equal. <laughs> I agree with like the ant scenario though, if you could make a if you could pretend you're the queen, you could make that's a lot of like, things happen. It's more like brainwashing yeah, and uplift. But I could be happy about that. <laughs> well, I mean you have to give a certain level of intelligence like okay, like you have to be able to work these things in order to make this work. See, now I mean, you're talking about... saying that they're brainwashed does not mean they're not intelligent. Well, and so you're talking about perhaps only giving them a certain amount of intelligence. Maybe, yeah. What are they going to think if they ever surpass that? Because even if you only give them a certain amount of intelligence, they're probably going to evolve beyond that point, and they're going to be looking it back at you like, hey... Unless you I go also through, didn't like, say it was a eugenics. smart idea. Remember when you only gave us enough intelligence um, to be your fucking slaves? <laughs> right? I'm not saying it's a smart idea, but reasons too. Well, the best thing to, to do... To make things do... So, basically, humans would do that. One reason you would do that is to make a slave species. I mean, yes. So, we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about the ethics of that later. But, technically, that, that is a reason <laughs> why... Slave exactly, species. yes. We'll talk so about the ethics going, of what we're doing No, later. I mean, it's <laughs> fine, right? It's fine. But, I mean, that's how most science was going on, right? Though, another potential angle... I wouldn't say most, but... We could have done a lot more things another, than we've been doing. <laughs> another thought... Is a little bit more grim. Not a slave species, a successor species. Yeah. Let's say the human genome starts falling apart. Let's say we breed until we're all so inbred that we can't avoid Asgard. genetic yeah, degradation. Asgard. Yeah, the Asgard. Asgard. They Asgard. can Asgard. no longer Asgard. clone themselves enough to continue yeah. on. Yeah, so instead, we find something close to human or close to human intelligence. Another... Going back to Bryn, Terrigen. That is close enough to human, or at least has Earth as its home, and that sort of similar 
connection and make it the, our, our successor into the stars. Season 10 of Stargate. Yeah. That's a, that's a um, yeah. straight-up technological uplift. But. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. See, because it's like they didn't necessarily need to give them the I intelligence mean, because there's, like, Samantha Carter who was, like, almost there. This, but, <laughs> this even goes into, like, a stranger sort of uplift where it's not so much a biological other species as we take a toaster and turn it into that. A technological uplift psychological uplift by making a successor species that is entirely synthetic. Oh, the sentient little toaster. Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) They weren't literal toasters. (laughs) I mean... Did anybody put a piece of bread in them to find out? I'm sure some people tried at one point. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely voided their warranty. Um. (laughs) Beep boop, you racist. (laughs) No, I, I I think with at least six, the, uh, the warranty was not voided. She was built for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. I say in the new. <laughs> oh, go. I say in the new, in the new series. That's really more of a fetish for them. Good night, folks. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. All right. That's the Hockey end of the aquarium. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> you know, this entire series was leading to that <laughs> joke. <laughs> How episode like fourteen. Yeah, uh, just about <laughs> the end of Arbitrarium. <laughs> Should we record the last? Shouldn't episode you get in the fucking? <laughs> Should we record the last episode before we decide to go off the air? <laughs> and we didn't even get to the double digits on the certain Austrian politician <clears throat> count. Yeah, we didn't. Anyway. Well, it looks like we are at about twenty-one minutes. So, yeah, I think it's time for a message from our sponsors. We can do it. go ahead and do a, a, mm-hmm. a message from our sponsors. Uh, so we're going to do that. Doe, John Omnicorp Unlimited presents Doe, John Private Security. If it's Doe, John, we're watching it. If it's Doe, John, it's our product. We've come back from our break. It is uh, lovely to hear from our sponsor, um... They did not break break my ankle this time. They just broke my heart. So, in this segment, we'll be speaking of uh, our picks for the, well, our MVPs in the Uplift game, i.e. our best prospective candidates for such a process. Now, as I'm a gentleman, ladies first. Sure. I picked mine based off who I thought would deserve it the most. And then I was reminded of all the technical difficulties that might come of it. But I think elephants. They are already very smart. So it's like if it... I wouldn't even say we would need necessarily an intellectual uplift. More of a technology uplift as far as being able to communicate with them. Um... Though someone pointed out to me that uh, actually integrating them into society would kind of be really difficult because they're big. But, you know, if we're talking about, you know, having their own villages or like creating some in order to. Setting aside space for them. Yes, you know, like we should be doing already because they have a lot of intelligence. That is what my first thought was when I heard Uplift. I'm like, 
talking to an elephant seems like it would be really cool. To be fair, just think of how hard it would be to poach them if it could think and use a right? gun. Well, that would require physiological changes. <laughs> well, that's well, well, that's not true. We could we could design trunk. a gun that they could that their trunk could operate. I feel like their trunk might be able to already use a gun. Uh, I don't think it's that dexterous. But what we could do is build like a neural interface for them that attaches to a cannon that sits on their back. That we could easily do. <laughs> I mean, I mean take, if we can do that with the heavy hands. weapons an elephant could carry. True. A whole new definition to elephant gun. <laughs> 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 okay, that, that's a solid pick. Yeah, yeah, I think that reasonable. would be. I like elephants. I need to get with my sister because she says that she's gonna get me in so I can so I can hang with the <gasps> elephants. I want to do that. I get to go. Okay. I'm saying it now. You hear me? <laughs> Bring as much beer as you can carry. All right. Deal. Dave, what's your pick? Um. I now this is way out of my wheelhouse. I don't think about this stuff very often at all. But I, my pick. As of right now, is crows. I like crows. I like crows for a lot of reasons. They're particularly intelligent. They're really similar to humans in a lot of ways. I mean, they 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 can communicate. Um, they use tools. Um, they mate for life. Which, in some ways, maybe that makes them better than humans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to like about crows. I think that. The way that they operate is similar enough to humans that that it would cut down the concern that we might have for with with other uplift candidates where it's like, okay, well, we uplift chimps, but those creatures can be unbelievably violent to their own. Um, almost some, sometimes with not really all that much uh, provocation. provocation. You know, they war and things like that. Now, I don't know if crows war or not. They do. I, I've, I've assumed they probably did, but. Um, yeah, with crows, like I said, they mate for life, and with chimps, it's like you get a whole bunch of dudes, and you know, well, you get one dude that's that's boning like all the girls, and that might cause problems in trying trying to establish a more advanced society. Okay. Hmm. Nick? Yeah, you don't want monkeys. All right, so we're going. Uh, they're not monkeys or apes. I suppose. Okay, we're... I couldn't say it, but I'm glad someone did. So we're going Wittershins here. Yeah, apparently. All right. Uh, my choice is a little different. Sea otters. Or river otters. Otters. Otters, <laughs> yes. Otters. Yes. There's actually <coughs> evidence that they have been using tools longer than chimpanzees. They have a well-developed social structure, and more importantly, they don't have Gombe War-style skirmishes with each other. They can be remarkably vicious... But they aren't quite as in prone to internecine violence. Plus, let's be honest, they're cute as fucking hell. Just adorable. Cuddle pile, I think they call it on Finding Dory. It's the most <laughs> adorable thing that it stops Did all the traffic. There's a reason. Because <laughs> everyone would stop. <laughs> Did you know that they actually hold hands to keep from drifting apart from each other? Because mm, it's adorable. And they also bind their, uh, their pups in kelp so they don't float away. Hmm. They, they use tethers. Yes. My heart isn't melting. <laughs> they are remarkably resourceful for a species that does not have access to fire. Yet. <laughs> Imagine what they could do with a little help. You guys had so many more facts than I already did. <laughs> I just was like, I like elephants and they're smart. <laughs> that is well, my argument. <laughs> to be fair, elephants... 
They're, they're kind. Yes, and they also think humans are cute. And, you know, it's like, yes, they do. They, it's they do. like they've done, like, I don't know how, but I, I've heard that it was like an MRI or something like yeah, that. Like an elephant mm-hmm. yeah. brain is like the same spots in the brain in an elephant light up like we see a puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, like, they look at us like puppies when we look at puppies. Like, is it like, okay, that's. <laughs> no. You might be smart. So they can't see us. very well. <laughs> yeah, it's like we, I might call it uplift, but like in, uh, I don't know how to make You've the got argument a good that you're not to start. smarter yeah. than us. Uh, have you seen the video where one just kind of snatches a hat off of a guy and puts it on itself? I saw one where like it helped the baby that just decided to take a nap in the middle of a road. That one's adorable. Or the other one where it just kind of gropes a woman. <laughs> There's also the story. That's awful. P.S. Well, but like. There's also the story. I, it's there's, cute. Okay, I'll hold this one for the, uh, the the next portion. So if you get elephant groped, you're not going to complain. I mean, not entirely, because I mean, it's petting a puppy. <laughs> kind of have a dream of getting trunked. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Quitting for the second time half an hour later. <laughs> okay, you can rehire me. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I'm picking parrots. Okay. I'm, I'm choosing parrots for a lot of the same reasons as crows, but I, I think they would make a better uplift candidate since they already have a remarkably complex verbal language. Yeah. Anytime you hear a parrot squawk, um, all we hear is squaw! What they're hearing is an entire sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, every parrot already has a, a strong sense of individuality, but they do come together occasionally in groups. They also mate for life, and uh, you don't have to tinker with their lifespan at all. To, to have yeah. a, a full human lifespan. Sometimes they live longer. Mm. And you, I believe you mentioned this uh, uh, before in between sessions. They're also better at using tools than crows are. Is that they have names, a yeah. concept of a name. They have individual names. They have concepts for names. Uh, a parrot's name is kind of a portmanteau of its parents' names. That so is I'm a picking, lot of facts I didn't know but are really cool to know. I'm picking parrots. So if... If you were a, a that parrot... And, and Alex, the gray parrot, his last words were, <laughs> I love you, and then it went to bed and then, and then died. No, no. <laughs> its last words are, I love you and be good. Oh, I love oh, you well, and be good. Oh, that's even cuter. No, it's even more tragic. I mean, yes, but like, did it die of old age? Yeah, more or less. Okay, like, yes, it's tragic in the way that we never want to lose our grandmother, but if that's her last words, like... You did Thanks. good. You did good. I'm gonna I'm still gonna cry about this, but like <laughs> now I feel slightly better about it. Yeah, so I'm picking parrots. Okay. I also think yeah. uh, as far as things that they can provide uh, um, to to our civilization if they choose to engage with it. I'm I'm big on this whole free will of anything we decide to uplift. Um you're you're gonna have a, a critter that's used to thinking in three dimensions. Point in a moment. You know what we're not gonna uplift? Cats! <laughs> <laughs> that was my exact thought <laughs> as my cat was yelling at me while I was thinking of who to uplift. <laughs> but you're—they're already used to thinking in in, a, in three dimensions in a way humans are not. Mm. Um, uh, if, if a parrot decided to design a, a building, it's going to look pretty freaking weird mm. and probably pretty cool. Perhaps like a giant birdhouse <laughs> designed by uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. Well, it, presumably, if it's uplifted and it's building a building in a city, yeah, it'll 
it'll probably be designed for humans as well. But. That would be one of the benefits to uplifting a bird, at the very least, is that the space that they're capable of living in would not, it wouldn't necessarily intrude on ours, mm-hmm. to a certain well, extent. That, that also applies to otters. Yeah. Again, true. three dimensions, and it, they use an area that we do not use whatsoever. Like, we go upwards. We don't go into the ocean to live. Do we? I mean, lab. Some, some people do. And that it is, is okay. Should we have not? It's 2021. Yeah, it is 2021. We don't even have... Okay, that's Dance twice break. we made the same joke. <laughs> um, yes. We don't even have hash. You need certain clips to throw in there. Just like the sound bite in 2020 when it's mentioned. We do need a soundboard. There, that was the another idea for the moderator to operate the soundboard. I'll work on that. We don't even have Bebop Cola as a brand. I want to try Mingus Dew. <laughs> I will say, I, I looked it up because I was curious, because I knew trunks were dexterous. It says that they do have two opposable fingers, which are in quotes, at the end of the trunk that allow it to manipulate even small and tricky ob- objects deftly. And so it's like a finger and thumb. <laughs> they could probably shoot a gun. P.S. That that was like yeah, that's where she that was. Well, they, they I could mean, shoot, like could they, they could it? do all uh, the things that your dirty brainers think you too. But my point was, we were talking about guns earlier, and if they could shoot it, and I think they could because they finger and a thumb is what you need to pull a trigger. But okay. could they aim it? I think so. They have like oh, I don't want to say the wrong one because it said it in here. A lot of muscles in their trunk. Well, uh-huh. well okay. It's it's those muscles getting out too. Sexoderm. Okay, imagine all that muscle. Funny drum trail. Imagine all of that muscle going into the swing of a machete. Sweat <laughs> laughing. Why a machete? Just give it a oh, giant wow. club. Well, because the poachers have guns, so. Give it a club. You're gonna bring a machete just, to a gunfight. Or fight. we could just armor the elephants. Yeah. Sure. They they could they, they could carry a lot of armor. I mean, they, they might be able to carry enough armor that I think armored bears from uh, Golden Compass, armored bears, mm. like, armored elephants makes a lot of sense, too. If you uplift elephants, then... Do we want to uplift bears? I actually don't know that much about bears. Um, oh, I feel socially. like that would be a scary thing to uplift. Well, I, I would go with one of their Maybe smaller... awful, but... I would go with one of the smaller ones, like a sun bear, or even one of their sun cousins. Sun bears aren't bears. Or one of their cousins, like... The raccoon. Well, yeah, I mean, raccoon's an easy... Or a possum. I like possums. Yeah, that, I didn't say that their trunks weren't strong. The issue is uh, yeah. stability yeah, and like, uh, you could aim. aiming. It's, like, if you have enough muscles... You have to especially you... design a gun for it. It might be able to use one, but I, I still like the idea more of, you know, letting them do their thing and having a cannon on it. Yeah, having, having the, the neural... The, well, <laughs> neural I don't want to say neural link, but that's what it is. A neural space link to the gun would free their trunk for other things. Google, you can like ask a, a lot of ridiculous shield. questions. <laughs> 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 so. Let the record what, what show are, that Garrett made the touching boobies motion. <laughs> no record show that anyone's touching boobies. Like, no one's touching rude. boobies right now. Okay, Nick's touching his own. Okay, well. <laughs> Shit. Every time he wears that negative shirt, it's like the just perfect like scratch shape. all mention of boobies. Also, you're talking to Rezo. True, true, true. We're gonna, we're gonna mess that up. 
I yeah. was Many hoping times. that Google okay, would though. tell me if elephants could shoot a gun. Turns out it can't, but we can now move on. Uh, some some picks that I was surprised no one no one no one grabbed were chimps, which would be the easiest yeah. project. Yeah, but they're, they're violent. Gombe and more. humans aren't. We don't. We could do, be, we if do, we could do better than us? humans. Yeah, we don't. If Cons we could do better than us, then maybe we should. Uh huh. <laughs> Consider what happened to the other hominids. I was also on the was like dolphins. I was surprised. Yeah, so, dolphins. I mean, they, for me, it's like, yeah. they rape and kill for fun. But that's also was so why I didn't pick them because well, some humans. Well, then we don't want another human species. I think and they that's also get right. really high off of blowfish. Well, it, the we reason that there's like, a bit of me that feels guilty as a Christian saying no, we probably shouldn't make more humans. Sorry, I, don't, I have to admit that I don't feel bad. Um, day. Like we don't need another full species we of like humans. Try to design more humans. We're exactly. not going to be very good at it. Uh, We're still trying to train I'm the just ones that are here. That, yeah. You, if we're going to uplift a species, we need to preserve some level of aggression in them. Okay, they need, yeah. They're going to need to have that. It's, unless you're trying to make a slave species. Mm, no, well, true. to be fair... They, they need to be dangerous to us, or we're going to want to enslave them. And that's why making a gun that an elephant can shoot is a great idea. Uh, that's, that's also why I chose otters. To be fair, um, while I don't like chimpanzees because they tend to flip out and rip people's faces off, Otters, they're called the wolves of the river. I mean, they can rip apart a fucking caiman. If they come together. Oof. Do not fuck with Amazonian giant otters. Now, you chose the ones that are actually least threatening. I would say uh, birds, personally, are a little scary to me. Now you can shoot them out of the air. I still think that, like... I would make the argument that if enough modifications were made, they could also shoot a gun fairly easily. I mean, really, all they gotta do is fly up above you and then shoot it down. Or, or they just drop a fucking hand grenade. That too. I mean, I mean why, that why? would maybe be the best case, but I don't think they're just like. And then that's the best case. Try trying to engage <laughs> I'm a, saying like a, to a raven kill someone or a trying parrot. To kill them. <laughs> it can be done, but you're not using a rifle. You got to use a relatively short range shotgun to pull it off. Mm. You know. So I'm I think they like, make up for in in being nimble and the ability to drop bombs versus you know necessarily weaponry that that is opened up to them. I guess I'm thinking more personal protection as far as like they're not expecting an attack, but all of a sudden someone's trying to attack them. Like mini well, fly in a lot of ways, mini and hitting one is. Is pretty hard. I, I, yeah, true. You know, Garrett, um, you <laughs> kind of opened up a Monty Python joke Did with a, a parrot carrying a grenade like a swallow carrying a coconut. Yeah. You could grip it by the husk. It could grip it by the pin. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough leverage on the pin. <laughs> fly off. Just saying. Uh, I'm, yeah. When, when it comes to the... To, to picking an animal, I think it needs to remain dangerous. So that's I don't a think agree. That's, that's uh, a fair. I, I do agree so with that. I don't think that we should say no. We're not going to do that because chimps have wars. It's like well, anything that you're directing at, at chimps like they need that, to be able to def to have well, to have the will to defend themselves. You are in in essence also saying well, humans need to be exterminated because we have wars. Well, here's a question: <laughs> Why not go with the cousin of the chimps, the bonobo? They don't have war; they just hump. Those ugly bastards. I mean, yeah, all, all bonobos do is 
bone all day. They that's hang it. out. It's true. Yeah, I think that that's why it's like all this questions. Like, I think I still stick with elephants because they are dangerous in a lot of ways. Do kids do they stand up to a poacher who's hiding in the bushes? No, but if they had the intelligence to look out for it and like make a security system so that they weren't hunted, like. That's a possibility because would, you do. They are so fiercely protective of certain things that I feel like if they were uplifted, they would protect what they need to. Um, sorry, just I had a had kind of an odd thought with with elephants. Mm -hmm. Why are they usually poached? Ivory. 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 Think about it. If they could like safely harvest their own ivory, they've entered the economy. Which they, they would be certainly could because though, they wouldn't need it no. as much. If they can remove it while they're alive, oh. boom, yeah, they they're their, their own, own money source. Sort of their own dentist. Very true. They have their own... Yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've already got a product that, that a lot of people want. Mm -hmm. um, At least what I was going to say is, uh, I think we might also consider what what physiological, if any, changes we would, we would make to our picks. Or someone else's picks. Oh. Like, with an elephant, why stop with one trunk? Give it two. Yeah, I mean, if you're changing the... It's, it's a lot easier to manipulate about it versus got... just like adding a voice box and giving it the ability to think on the technological level. Give it more we abstract are. and simulation thinking. Yes. The Which, I mean, in theory, they could have. We don't know that, but like, for the discussion, finger um, tentacles on the tips of the or the tips of the trunk. We will invent the Pacalopod. So that that's yeah. something that I do with an elephant. Give it two trunks. It can. It could drive a car. It could drive a truck. Then. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, while shifting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was say, I was say, well, I'm not saying they could drive well with the trunk. I, I think that they could. But yeah, they could while drive shifting, and smoke at the same time. Yes. You know, we want to give them the option to get addicted to cigarettes because, yeah. well, why not? You know, this is America, here. damn it. I mean, <laughs> if, if one thing we've learned about animal intelligence is the smarter you get, the higher propensity for addiction you have. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> that's actually true. Yeah, um, I already mentioned that. Uh, now I'm sad. <laughs> the dolphins like to harass blowfish in order to get high off the toxins. Yes, yeah. I. Uh, yes, in monkeys a... and uh, similar apes, they have the exact same preference of alcohol to soda pop that we have. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on the old uh, on the Come old on. plantations that are now resorts. Fart on me! I want to get high. You have uh, <laughs> you have monkeys who will just steal drinks because oh fuck you! I'll have that mai tai. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that that's that's a, a, a modification I make to an elephant. For an otter, I mean, they've already got pseudo thumbs. Mm -hmm. What I full thumb. What I'd probably do is actually give them legs. That's what I was just thinking. Thing. Taller and more I able to easily cross. I mean, they're pretty fast. And, well, there, just but... longer, longer forelimbs and and legs. I, I'd make them more hominid in shape. But maybe just not take away the way they, they move on ground, just, that's so awesome. Just, <laughs> I would say, like, mechanical arms and legs extensions so that they can, like, remove them as they please. So they can river dance. <laughs> <laughs> Dad Joe for Father's Day. Ago. Um, for crows... I mean, a lot of the same modifications I'd make physiologically to crows, I'd do to my own pick. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd give them little grippers on the on their wings. That that's Big. about it. I mean, that's the motion I just made. 
<laughs> the yes. The, the grippers. The thriller. Oh, well, no, I was thinking more T Rex. <laughs> you're going to give them tiny little arms? What, I kind, mean, of, what kind of no, I, I'd give malicious them, I mean, god I are you? I'd give them a pose with thumbs on the T Rex, right? On their wings so they could they could manipulate you those. Know, if they needed to. They I mean, a, a parrot can already use a pencil, kind of. But it, it, having having a, something that isn't their face to draw right, with would right. probably be probably be helpful. Beneficial for sure. Yep. Would you increase their size? Not I necessarily would, I would because increase they... their size as much as necessary to accommodate the added brain power. Mm. Okay, I would fair enough. Decrease elephant size a little bit. Like if we're trying to <laughs> work them that... into a society and this is a thing, like if well, that, something that makes decrease it... them just a little bit. Right, something that makes it less likely for them to fight over living space. Yes, they like be we able to go into the elephant. We don't want the elephant like fighting over Liebensraum. I am unfamiliar with that term. We do need we, we do need to attempt to minimize the talking over each other because while yeah. we're used to talk doing that while we're just talking to each other, when you listen to that recording, indecipherable. Okay. <laughs> what I was saying, we don't want an elephant Lieb elephant Reich fighting for Liebensraum. Uh, so the first half, not the second. Liebensraum is a... Uh, living space. Living space. Got it. That was Correct. the... Uh, Just in pretentious German. That was the uh, uh, in reasoning given for in invading eastward by a certain 1930s uh, radical nationalist politician in It's Germany. been a while since you've added to the count. Would you like to do the honors? <laughs> and what? The count. We have a count. I'm not going to do it. Who, if I who, say who, it, who are we talking about? That I've added the. I've added. The oh, count. you want me to say the name? Yes. If you want to add to the Hitler. Count. There, there we, go. we go. He loved Disney. Okay. Do we? Do is we're this where we take a commercial break? As well. Yeah. You know what? Hitler. We'll take a commercial. <laughs> you know. Well, now we have a darker now. reboot for Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> now for a commercial break, because I guess that's yes. what we're doing. All right. We'll and be on back. Account, we, uh, we're going to talk about the ethics of uplifting as we come back. Doe Kamajan Omnicorp Unlimited presents Doe Kamajan Food Product. If it's Doe Kamajan, it's edible. If it's Doe Kamajan, it's our product. And we're back. Our sponsors broke their promise. They broke my ankle, my heart. And, you know, now I'm I'm down at least three cats. Like, so they were mine, but they're gone. They uplifted me. Now he's a, merely a heptaplegic. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to get buried. So. It's okay. It's okay. Um, now, our discussion is moving on to, we've considered what monkey could be. Though we didn't choose a single monkey. We chose corvids, parrots, elephants, and uh, basically a, a sea weasel. Now we're going to ask... Why not? Muscalid, I think is what it's Muscalid? called. Muscalid? Yeah. Muscalid, yes. But sea, do. sea weasel. Or sea wolverine, same family. Yeah, stop talking up your own pig. <laughs> okay. Mr. Talkie Squawk Machine. Get on with it. Well, so, now we're going to ask why not to make an uplifted species. First well, off, is it right to do so or not? Is it right to do so? Yeah. Why not to? As you will. Well, I think that 
in the long run, the only real way to determine whether or not it's right is to ask them once you've already done it. <laughs> because you can do, like, you're going to have to ask whether or not it's ethical in any given situation, but in the final analysis, the the one who's going to get to decide whether it was ethical or not is the person that you did it to. What's the squirrel that, that you that you uplifted. They're going to be like, why the fuck did you do this to me? You've been complaining about this. You wrote a book about it. <laughs> There are multiple books about it. I think, you know, yeah, it, religion's about it. A big part of it is how you go about doing so. Are, are you making a virus that makes the like that only twenty five percent of the population lives? Um, yeah, like are a genophage. <laughs> yes. It was like one in a thousand Thank actually. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you uh, just completely changing? what they are as the animal to uplift them. Like, are you pretty much just making a human in a parrot's body, or are you making the parrot able to communicate and function in society? I, I think these are a lot of the ethical things that you need to look at, more so than just asking them, was this right? Well, they're going to have something to say about it. When well, absolutely. Well, if you, um, this has actually made me curious about what the antinatalists would say about uplifting. Well, if you if if you I wasn't asked to, to be born. If you program them to say yes, I'm totally fine with what just happened. You could conceivably put that genetic memory in them. What if they have no mm. memory of before and they just have the memory of now? Then which would probably be the case. They could not give you the ethical cleansing that you are hoping to get from cleansing not from. what you mean <laughs> i said it and realized i said the, the ethical wrong thing cleansing. immediately um ethical reckoning maybe like we, we add a half a point to the hitler count clearing your <laughs> oh, full point now clearing your conscious they cannot clear the con your conscious the way that you are hoping them to if they don't remember not being uplifted and know that they are one of 10 plus percent that survived it's like oh well that sucks for them but like i'm here now and they're not me like, they weren't the same as me. They're a completely different thing. You so don't know they're going to think that way, though. Well, we don't I mean, that. we do know that there was we, massive, and a lot of scientific studies, like, mm. they tested on people who they believed weren't real humans. I mean, gyne gynecology. Mm. The the it, the start of gynecology, they tested on black women. Oh, they oh, okay. They I was very okay. confused. That is obviously very unethical. These women, a lot of them didn't survive. I mean, they, they would at the end say that is totally unethical, but they said it while it was happening too. So like, but we can look it back on it and say, yes, that was unethical. But if we had no memories of those, mm. what would... Was it really wrong if we don't remember it? There's... Yes. It, the, if you don't remember something happening, it still makes it wrong. If oh, okay. you okay. get a roofie... And you don't remember things happening. It was still bad. Okay. okay. Well, uh, a good question. <laughs> like, just, I, I'm actually. Just it seems to make like that I'm point very, very. Clear. Yeah, it seems like I'm coming after you, but I'm actually like they're not gonna. They might mistake what you're That's saying, so I'm gonna I make you clarify to, it. I want to be very clear on my point there. <laughs> well, again, the first alien intelligence we meet may be one we create. Uh, I believe we've mentioned in the past. You're still using a human example. For all we know, that parrot mind could be complete. Or that 
that crow mind could be completely utilitarian. It does not see this as unethical because now it has another tool in its box. Possibly. Same thing with the with the otter or the elephant or the parrot. Or they could go with a complete opposite direction and decide, no, this is horrible. Now I suddenly have this entire, well, book's worth of shit to deal with. I mean, consider their... Yes, the entirety of human philosophy has so far been trying to deal with what the fuck is going on up, up in this up in this meat computer up here. Uh, I think a large part of it, like to your point, is like us as humans have a very large difference of what we believe is ethical. One person can think animal testing because it ends up saving people in the long run is completely ethical, but another person's like, how could you ever test on animals? You're the worst human being that's ever existed. And while the maybe quote-unquote correct stance might be in the middle, there's no correct answer there. We have to kind of use our own consciences to determine that. Hmm. What are we doing to these creatures, especially if we're talking about all these very intelligent creatures we all listed, Hmm. do we feel right subjecting them to something that is very painful and cruel for the long-term benefit of the species? Hmm. Okay, well, maybe maybe we should tackle the question of whether or not we think that that um, sapiens is a blessing or a curse. Because I think that's kind of what we're getting at here. Ooh. Little column A, little column B. I mean, think about a... And whether or not it's ethical to, to, to bestow that on another creature. Yes. That well, uh, I mean, that's the part. second part of that, but we got to mm-hmm. determine the first part. First. Let, let, let's step back to the classic Don Bluth film, uh, Secret of Nim. What do you think <sighs> of the rats that were... It was an accidental uplift. That wasn't necessarily welcome because they were born into an environment of, let's face it, abject horror. It was experiments. Uh, yeah. It was all air vents and falling into propeller blades. Yeah. It was from traumatic. Um, it's been too long yeah. since I've seen that movie. It's a great movie. It I is. read the books. I didn't see the movie, and I, I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't ethical to do it. it. It doesn't matter. It's like the end benefit does not make it ethical. But they did, weren't intending to do that. Correct. It wasn't, it wasn't the intent. But same they, same thing with uh, animal or the uh, Planet of the Apes. It was not the intention. Now, can you really place a blame if it was just an accident? It wasn't planned. So, I will, and now we have to just accept what has happened and adapt to it. I would argue that their things were not ethical no matter what the result was. They were still doing these things to these rats. It doesn't matter if these rats have a higher consciousness or not for it to have been ethical. Hmm. So any animal experimentation is unethical? Is that the... I I mean, I think it kind of depends on the results of this animal experimentation. Is it... Now you're saying you justify the means. No. I'm no, not, no, I'm she, saying we're, we're discussing whether what or not. happens to these animals as they're... Like, are you just seeing how fast this rabbit can run? Or are you making the, this rabbit run until it dies of exhaustion? The ends can disqualify the means. Yes. As in, if it produces I something mean, more disqual- terrible um, than the means you It's don't. not worth it. Yeah. 
I don't uh, think you need to get that complicated with it. I think it's really just a matter of, do you, uh, is, uh, of it, is it ethical? Because it's going to be different from person to person. Like, is it ethical yes. to do this or is it not ethical? And personally, it's like, would you do that to a human? No matter the intelligence level, would you do that to a human? No. There are certain then, signs where I would. Well, because a human can consent. That's true. A human that, yeah. Would I do yeah. it to a non-consenting human? No. Nonverbal, we'll say. Nonverbal human. So that's an they argument for up- <laughs> So that's an argument for uplifting experiment, uh, experimental animals, for lack of better words, like you know lab rats. It's like okay, well, if we uplift them, then they have the option of, of, of entering, of, of, of consenting. consenting. Hmm. But uh, then there's also, well, how many of them are going to do that? Because humans. True, because it's. I mean, ideally, you want to have. I mean, they're only sacrificing there. what tops two years. Also. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, they're not even at the age of consent. <laughs> I just saw a really. What is a rat's age of consent? When can they breed? I just oh, thought of really do experiments. <laughs> I thought of a really <laughs> fucked up scenario. The idea is, you know, you get a rat, you condition it, you press this button for food, you press this button for no food, you press this button for sentience. <laughs> <laughs> food. How no do you out of program rat did I show you? <laughs> this is the button that makes you super smart. Like, you just, you know that. Like, you get the food every time you press this button. You get the water every time this button. You hit this button every time you get sentience. Every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> that rat is going to be going through one hell of a singularity. <laughs> at, that, at, at, the end of, at the end of the hour, Pinky in the it's brain. just going to levitate off the ground. <laughs> in a ball, <laughs> little in a ball of light. You just have Pinky in the brain. <laughs> You I mean, pink- you got Pinky, but like... Well, you've got the brain. Got the brain. No. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant. No, you got the brain. You have Pinky because he was the actual intelligent one. He understood the whole conquering the he world stuff. He just hit the food one? Stu- no, he's the one who understood that conquering the world was stupid. The brain kept trying and kept failing. The we definition of insanity. Over the world. <laughs> By Einstein's definition. Yeah, one is a genius, the other is insane. It's the brain who's the insane one. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> insane the membrane. See, we got it. Now, Damn it, there's nothing within arm's reach <laughs> that I can throw at him. Oh, oh okay. I was like, I could Oh, yeah, buddy things. Christ. There's a line. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. I feel better now. <laughs> I have sacrificed my own health. for. See, you are allowed to consent to that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, now, but we n- still haven't really been able so, to get to determine, uh, you know, if it's, okay, if it's unethical to experiment on an animal that cannot consent, then you can never give an animal, you can never uplift an animal because they can't consent to being uplifted. What if I there are paradox? I would also uh, argue that there, there's a, what are you uplifting for? Are, are you uplifting for a worker race? I mean, even if they have free will and you're not planning to enslave them, that's still pretty iffy. If you're planning to uplift them to make them a slave race, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. We'll raise them on nothing but Epictetus. To help to get rid of all of the trash in the ocean. Yeah, maybe that's a little if bit. If they want to do that, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, not a slave race, so, but like being like, hey, we could help everyone if we did this. That I'd say that the 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 ethics of uplifting a race are very similar to the up, the ethics of choosing to. Reproduce, because that is in kind of in essence what humanity would be doing. That's why the I brought success- up antinatalism. Okay. Yeah, and the successor path. I wanted a, a smoother introduction to antinatalism. Fair than enough. Just, oh, here's antinatalism. I figured this was a good <laughs> bridge right. to that. For everyone who may not know what that is, why don't we explain? Antinatalism is basically just the belief that uh, it's unethical to reproduce. Thank 
Yeah. Because life is suffering. That's generally the... There's a lot of other reasons that people believe in antinatalism, but that's the... Yeah, that's the basic basic bottom line. That does, yeah. Most of the time I've run into people who, you know, follow antinatalism, they're usually, like, complete, utter losers. And this is by the standard of a guy who has gone periods where he can't even afford malt liquor. And... Still is a stepdad. And apparently wants malt liquor. Nobody should reproduce because I can't reproduce. Nobody should reproduce because my life is crap, even though I don't really try to make my life not crap. Like, I, I mean, I like guess I, I see the arguments for both. Um, it, it, uh, honestly, it depends. Like, because... What do you think is more important? Producing the maximum amount of happiness for the most amount of people or reducing the amount of suffering to the most amount of people? If it's... If it's the former, well, you, you've got more room to work with. The latter is sociopathic. Yeah, the latter is the the def, is is the outlook of every Final Fantasy villain. You can always make you can always make people. It's Mephistopheles. You can always try That's to make more is. people happy. You can you eventually bottom out on suffering because, well, what's the lowest point of suffering? Um. Oh, I, I did the have one good point. That's if you kill everybody, no one's suffering. The you can't uplift without experimenting. If like there's certain animals that we know already have a lot of intelligence, like dolphins, like elephants, like crows. If we could find a translating device that could make one more common language, who is to say that they cannot <laughs> give consent? Uh, they, that they do not think on, there's a lot of arguments where a lot of these creatures, while they may not build giant societies and may not have be mm. on our level, that they are, are they, sentient to... You gotta be, okay, here's a couple of things that's happening there. One, you used a phrase that is a giant red flag, which is, who's to say? Okay, yeah. That's... Yeah. I'm not saying that you're Coming necessarily... Out of the guy who said, you know, they might not. <laughs> uh, you're, it's the same thing, just different but, phrasing. But, but well, yeah, you got to be careful with that. When you find yourself saying something like that, you've, you've really got to be careful because basically you're getting into... Did you, I mean, you might have noticed how much explanation was required in order to justify the situation that you were... or the scenario that you were, you were putting together. Accurate. You've and I'm not be saying that... that it's was a statement like this is what should do, but you're saying like how do we ever uplift something that cannot give consent? We don't know enough to say that they could not. Was my point mm. is that mm. it, well, I, I don't itself. know if we will have the technology by the time we could possibly experiment to sure. know that. We're dealing with ethics though, so if we yes. don't know. We should not. Then we shouldn't do it. If you're of the belief that it's unethical, period, to 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 experiment on a creature that cannot consent to experimentation. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's okay. there's a another angle painful we can experimentation. Look at look at this. Two other angles we can look at this from. Um, you wouldn't necessarily be asking that critter, "Hey, can I experiment on you?" What you would be asking is, "Can I experiment on your unborn kid?" That's what you'd be doing. You're, you're probably not going to take an adult and then try and uplift it that way. Cause that's, that, that's just not going to work. That's exactly okay, how is this better? <laughs> All you're going to get is well, a I'm saying it, it's, Even asking that, it's 
You, you could go the argument that you're time. you're not really asking the thing that could consent in the first place. You're asking because guardian. you're genetically alterating it. First, well, and I was you're, thinking more technologically alterating, where giving it a chance to speak. A technological uplift is not really that big of a problem. I mean, if you're and doing I guess a that's what I was saying a, is, you could if you did a technological uplift, you could do that without. If it's a, if it's a pure technological any... uplift, it could just choose. Yeah, I'm not using it. Yes. Yeah. If it's if it's a physiological or a psychological uplift. There's, there's really no going back Gee, on that. No mm. yeah. Or they're too much of a goober to unless, use it right. Un, unless that critter decides, you know what? No, we're going to start our own eugenics program to make ourselves retarded again. <laughs> that actually <laughs> happens in David Wren's book. That is, that is a, uh, a, a plot point in one of David Wren's series. Wasn't that also one of the plot points in that, mo that kid's movie, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story? Me? Yes. I'm pretty sure that was yes. like they were like, "Why did you do this to us? I want to be stupid again, please, God, let me be stupid again." Hmm. Yeah, that was definitely. Hmm. That, did they not want to be stupid again? And he was making them stupid again to make it a bigger attraction. Never yeah, confused. it's been a while. They want to be stupid again to be scary. No, he no, wanted them to be stupid want, again. Yeah, he wanted so them that they could be, be scary. Stupid, so yeah, they, they, they wanted want to, to continue to be smart. That's right. That's hmm. right. I did think of another candidate for uplift that I hadn't considered. Sorry, <laughs> you know, round back again. Orangutans. They're not as violent as chimps. Just as smart. No, they're not as smart. Well, not as smart, okay. But... You folded fast. Think of Harry Houdini. Yeah, that 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 was a outlier... Imagine a really? shitload of those who can talk. You're getting Jokaro at that well, point. Well, we're we're just we're we're talking about making man smart man smart animals. Mm. Um, okay, sorry, just and I completely forgot the other angle. So. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what your notebook's for. I didn't write it down. No, that's the. Uh, you're currently on the uh, Austrian politician page, I believe. Something along <clears throat> those lines. He wasn't an Austrian politician. He was Austrian and a German politician. They became the same That's country. That's something that happens. Fair enough. Oh, I, I remember. Um, going back to the, you know, these, the, an uplifted species would, in essence, be a, a child of humanity. <coughs> Anyone who's a parent knows that there are certain things that your child does not consent to that you need to do anyway. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you also already know they're going... For the most part, you already know that they're going to be human smart. It's why, it, like, vaccine is not ready for children because I, as a parent, cannot agree for my child to be tested on. Mm. And, and it, 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 we don't know what would happen in the long run, and then all of a sudden, yeah. It also depends on the on the the method of uplift. Going back to the the ethics mm -hmm. of that. Yes. Um, if you're going from animal to man smart in one generation. I mean, that is, you already know what you're doing at that point. There's no point in experimentation. You're already doing it. Chances are you, you would be going multiple generations, maybe dozens, to, to work your way up from, from that baseline animal intelligence up to man-smart. Okay. Like um, a, a, an infant is, doesn't pop out of the womb ready to go get a job and contribute to society. So, oh, boss baby. Oh, um, 
Well, I'm not even going to, to let you go in more into that. Cause Let's that not defile just, our yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to pause that right there. I just thought of an interesting thought experiment. Let's say we are in a tech- technological age where we have the DNA strands of all the living creatures Genius. in a computer. Hmm. Where we can theoretically manipulate them to see how we would need to enable to make this thing function. So there's no experimentation with actual animals. It's all computer-based and our computers are so smart. Yes, it's Hmm. it's all simulations. Our computers are so smart that they're pretending there is 0% chance of things going wrong. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. But again, thought experiment. Is it ethical to be like, we are changing who this animal is to make it, to uplift it? That, like, that is a whole different question. Mm. Uh, is well, it? This, in this case, if it... The, We're not if, experimenting. If the computers are this advanced, you can run the simulation of what it would turn into. Of course, yes. that means we'd also create a simulated reality... At which point, that's a topic of a whole other podcast. We don't have its thought processes. We just have the DNA in it. We just we are no we know that this creature will have t- it will be an elephant with two trunks that will in theory be smart enough to manipulate technology. We we know that physically it will survive, and in theory will be smart enough to live in our society. Should we make elephants that smart should we change who they are at the base of them to meet like, us as humans uh, i feel like it's the same question though at this we're point, not harming them yeah at this point you aren't even like you don't alter- know that though you aren't altering an existing species you're making a new one from whole cloth yeah that's yes. what you'd be doing at that point at which point i would say i was gonna say this is a Crichton novel waiting to happen you aren't you aren't actually harming the original species they're still there you just have You've uh, taken some of the notes from the notebook and are writing and your own story. Yeah, and when I that species... like that technically is uplift. You're taking the DNA of what animal, like we're talking well, about that would, the unborn children that would being technically be That would technically be a, a an uplift. You but know, without you're, still, you're starting the... with a with a critter's with, with a critter as a basis. You <laughs> wouldn't be experimenting on generations and generations of. Unborn well, fetuses, uh, fetuses, embryos to see if something was viable in the long run, or putting them through all of these stuff. terrible tests, like we're talking about in the Rats of Nim. Yeah, but how do we get to the point where our computers were advanced enough to understand? Those well, I'm saying that's the that's the, the thought. That, that's, that's the, the thought experiment. Is the that's the yeah. yeah that's that's the part. It's like we're pretending those are not the issue. It would it be ethical still? Like, if that was not the issue, the things that we've all kind of agreed would be a red flag, but might be able to be worked around. I feel like with the, with, the, with the discussion about ethics, we we have to get into pragmatism. I mean, is this a situation that could pragmatically even exist? Is this hypothetical situation, up, uh, uh, could it even exist? Theoretically, yes. Yep. Where we didn't have to do any experiments, and we knew for a fact that our, our computers yes. were yep. 100% going to be 100 percent accurate. Theoretically, it might be yes. A, yes. I don't know what the percentage would be for it to be theoretical, but it could exist that See, this that happened. Seem particularly scientific to me. But 
uh, the, the point is that even if that's not scientific, if that existed, would it be ethical? It's all hypothesis and, and, and no yes. experimentation. Well, we're not talking about experimenting. We're talking about just uh, the fact Thought of uplifting. Thought experiment. Ta yeah, taking away... Dave, theoretically, that is possible. You mm -hmm. get a wide enough gene, a uh, complete gene sequence of, um, in, in her case, elephants, that you have... I mean, you, you can get a pretty good baseline on everything, sampling about 1,500 individuals. All right, let's do this. Let's say that your situation, will, will, I'll take as a given that that thought experiment is possible, and we do the thing. And then that creature comes out with minimum the intelligence of a human and mm -hmm. says, no, what you did was wrong. <laughs> what do you say to them? It's, it wasn't? Yeah, I mean. No, absolutely not. That was my point. Is Sorry, would it be that ethical way. that you can punch your own ticket if you want? Yeah, it's like I, that. <laughs> that was my point. Was that would it be ethical to uplift this creature because we think we're giving it all these advantages to be quote unquote human, even though we didn't harm it in any way to get it there? Well, I think the answer to that question is it. It depends. You know, that there's no there's no answer to that question. It's like, well, what there, do they think? Yeah, I mean, there's no answers to any of these questions. I think. Well, here's That's another thing. Point. Well, and then it it can't just pop out of that. You're, if we're if we're going with man smart, um, critter, it's not going to pop out of the either egg or um, gestation, gestation chamber, or gestation pod, using using okay. your thought experiment computer cloning mm -hmm. thing it's not going to pop out being you know able to answer questions unless we implanted memories into it at which point yeah, we're, we're basically yeah. answering the question for it mm -hmm. yeah but that's right. not that's not asking it a question and giving us an honest answer that's that's us giving it the answer we want it to tell us that's the, at that going point back to so the it's going to come is that ethical? <laughs> See, that's, oh. that, that's, you tell me this is okay. Yeah. You, you've got, you, you've now got this, this, this presumably young critter that you've printed off, or even an old critter. Maybe it's, maybe you printed off a, a full-formed adult. It's still got to learn things before you can even ask it that question. I feel it like has to experience the life. So I think that question episode. will, will very much be influenced by the life it leaves before you ask it that. Hmm. And, uh, okay, but I guess not the really point. the question. Well, let's. Okay. No, we are guess, answering the question, Dave. Uh, yeah. The answer is: Is it ethical? Does it? If it says yes, okay. Then it has we, to all right. It, it, are you fine with your existence? I think. Is, it, is, it, is, is life okay? Is it worth living? Have we made your life better? Do you think we've made your life better? If it answers yes, then we're probably in the clear. If it answers no, then we stop. Because okay, it's so not you're doing the right thing. Well, let, let's There's boil, your answer. Let's boil that answer down to what it actually is. It has to live in order to answer the question. Right. Let's boil that answer down to what it actually is, which is from the perspective of the people doing it, it doesn't matter. I don't care whether yes. it's ethical or not. You Correct. get to decide that, and then you can do whatever you want. But I'm going to do it anyway. You're right, and I think That's that... That's what we're getting at. My the That was kind of the main point of my... Hypothetical was to say, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know words. Um, the hypopopsicle. <laughs> um, is that 
squeaker, it gets squeaker, us squeaker. to think why we're doing this. At the end of the day, we all have to decide what we think is right. And we're going to do it. Mm. And if it ends up being wrong, we may look back and be like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. But it, it takes the experience in order to decide if it was ethical or not. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say, like, should I steal that? Yeah, I mean, in theory, that's awful. But my family is about to starve. This is should add a loaf of bread this? from Walmart. If yeah. I, yes, like I am stealing a dollar's worth of bread from a major corporation to make sure that my family does not actually die of hunger tonight. Right. Would you still argue it's a, a, unethical? So I think that was the hmm. point was to bring to fact it's not about whether we're actively hurting them through physical means. We're not throwing them through a bunch of experiments, but... We are changing them at their basis. Okay, so can can, can can we safely say that this boils down to one particular uh, idiom, which is better to ask uh, forgiveness than permission. Better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. Yes, mm. I feel that like I that's agree, kind of but what that we've is what on. it boils down to. We're gonna do it. Hopefully, they don't mind. That is the <laughs> only way to uplift. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh, is to have yeah. that thought process. <laughs> another another thing that that might be uh, interesting to to consider here. Um, we've talked about you know changing them, but there there are other aspects of of being of, of your identity that are that aren't just your upbringing or um, your your personal worldview. Um, we we know at least in the co- in the case of crows and elephants and otters and parrots. That they seem to have a culture. By by engaging in uplift, you're not just you know taking that individual critter or even that entire species, and you're you're also changing the very fabric of their culture. Um, it it could be argued that you you you're telling them abandon this culture and assimilate into ours. Possibly, possibly depending on how you go about it, but there there's always going to be that. That um, <laughs> I was gonna, I was leading up to that sorry. joke. Damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I ruined it. Um, th- there's always gonna be that pressure to tell this critter, hey, you know, this was the primitive way of doing things. You don't need this culture anymore. There's nothing to take out of it. Who gets to determine that though? That's the thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, who's determined it in the past? Probably, per, probably people with the most guns. Um, yeah, see, that's 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 the ethical thing that a lot of people right. argue. It's like, uh, yeah, you had the most guns. That doesn't mean you were right. Are people any happier now than they were then? I think leads us to the same answer. The, the we're going to do it. Well, and the see ones that assimilated typically. Okay. We're going to give them smallpox blankets. Hopefully, they don't mind so oh, much. God. Well, we could also just abandon ethics entirely and just go full I mean, dominion. We we just created them. We're probably not going to go full on exterminatus just to. Right, right. I mean, yep, we made an entire Sabian species just to nuke it from orbit. (laughs) Well, someone uh, might do that. Hopefully, out on on Pluto or something like that. But um, um, critters burn good. The uh, screw it. I forgot what I was going to say. Go. Okay. Um, Well, I was going to ask if screw ethics. What happens? We just decide. We'll make them happy. I. Then e. you've made a slave species. Metaphysical uplift. I.e. 
metaphysical. First, we'd have to understand metaphysics a hell of a lot better than we do now. I mean, that. in the sense that, well, guess what? Your, your parent species is your god. Now, you've made a slave race. That's what you've done. That's ah. all you've done. But if you don't actually command them to do anything, you've still made one. What was the, the little singing bird species that the, uh, in, in David Brin, the mm -hmm. Soros client, that all they did yeah. was have, they just made them because they look pretty. And as long as they can operate a spaceship and understand basic commands, oh, you've made an uplift. Mm -hmm. That That's all you've done. Well, okay. then, in that case, there's a lot of, you wouldn't even need to have <laughs> artificial intelligence for it to be a slave race. It just but has to do the thing you built it to do. If they're happy about it. Isn't you've that? just made happy slaves. Mm -hmm. That's all you've done. Which makes it bad. That makes it even worse. Because you, by, by programming to be happy inside their enslavement, you've taken, even, you've taken away even more free will. Wait a minute. What if you've built them to not necessarily be happy, but to not care? Ooh, Same house problem. Elves. To have no feeling whatsoever about the thing that they're doing. House elves. Yeah, that's, oh, that's pretty yeah. bad, too. I mean, that's also bad. Robots. Spew. Okay. Ooh, Robots, that is... as we understand them, are not sapient. They are not sentient. As of now. You program them, and they do the thing. Okay, how sapient they are they think. If, if they have no, no, no emotional connection to the actions that they're taking? How sapient can you possibly be? Uh, I mean, are, are you... At the, at the risk of sounding like a crazy person, are you advocating that we... We, we dismantle all the robotic uh, automotive assembly arms? No, I'm asking if that's what you think in a roundabout way that you hadn't considered that we should do. No. The neutral, I don't feel anything, but I do this job situation. That's yeah. a robot. It's just a machine. Yeah, and, and, and a robot is, is, is a slave. That's, that's why that word was picked. So is it okay to have robots, but it's not okay to have organic robots? If they're not sapient and they're not sentient, okay, all you're doing is making them an, an organic machine at that point. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. If they're happy or they don't feel anything, where's the ethical If they're not the sapient issue? and they're not sentient, they're not uplifted. Okay, well, then what Nick's talking about isn't an uplift. <laughs> not at all. Then, what, then why so, are we talking about it in an uplift episode? Yeah. Because we thought that it might because be uplift when we clarified. first started the conversation, and then we just right. went through the process of discussing it and clarifying yes. it. Science. Yay! That's Trying things and failing. That is what science is. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. That is my definition well, of science. It's coming Trying up with a simulation and, and then testing the simulation in your head. Right. That's what you're doing. We just did yeah. it out loud this time. It's not just trial and error. That's not yeah. what human Very, very true. I was... <laughs> Being very silly about so my definition between, of science. There's a, so there's a difference between an uplift and a slave. Because, as no, Andrew, Let him finish. Go for it. As Andrew Ryan put it, a man chooses, a slave obeys. A slave is an uplifted. They're forced into their into a role. An uplift... Okay, hold, no. Yeah, oh, we do have right. to pause there. We have to pause there. So the people who were taken from Africa and put into slavery, they're not actually people because you just called them slaves. That's all you've done. That, that is, that is exactly right. what you've done. He's right about that. So you've mm. got to be careful with what you, how you're <laughs> defining your terms here. Because those people couldn't necessarily choose. They were forced into that situation. So by they your were. definition, they weren't people. 
Yeah, they're no, not men. They were if a man chooses <laughs> a slave. Yeah, and you're yeah. saying that um, they're not men because they're slaves. Because they did not. They have to obey. To you obey. have no idea what I'm quoting, do you? No, I know exactly what you're quoting, and I'm saying it's stupid to quote it okay. in this context. <laughs> it makes you sound like a monster. That is actually kind of the point of the original quote. Uh, as moderator, I will say let's pause that <laughs> and move on to what What else do we have on the here? Of all the things that we have discussed um, in this podcast so far, if you had told me that uplifting animals was going to be the most <laughs> contentious episode of the Arbitrarium, I would have said, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just had to think about it a little bit more and you would have gotten there. Um, so, we have kind of come to this, like, it, is it ethical? Maybe not, but you kind of have to do it and let them decide. So, like, probably not, but end of the day, we're probably going to end up doing it. Let's be honest. Humans are curious. We're going to beg forgiveness. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's just... Do it and see what happens, and then like we just we'll pretend it didn't happen and just move on while we're still here. It would also depend on I can see that's what we do. Like that's um, in in the uh, in in the D David Brin novels, um, dolphins were already kind of sort of sapient anyway. They had their own their their own culture. Mm. It influenced their psychology and and their their brain structure. It 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 influenced their neurological yeah. architecture. When we did finally uplift him, and we're like, okay, so we, we know you're man smart now. We got to tell you what we did to your, your species. And how we kind of hunted you for sport sometimes. And they're just, oh, that's, that's fine. That's just how the food chain works. Hmm. All of them? Yeah. As a was, species? It was their religion. Like kind of a like built-in and yeah, the the food chain was their religion. If you were a dolphin and got eaten by an orca, it's like, well, that's how things fall. It's okay. We they didn't hold a grudge. I mean, to be we fair, just kind of made it worse. Well, no, to be <laughs> fair, that's what people do. As long as it's not a person eating another person, it's like you got eaten by a bear, man. That sucks. We're yeah. not gonna. I mean, what are we gonna do? I'm well, gonna it's, say if my although friend, you get eaten by a bear, sorry, you get bear, bitten by a dog, we're putting the dog down. Well, <laughs> the other difference is we don't blame the uh the bear because there's no way it could have known better right. we can blame the human because they could have known better right so it was when we uplifted dolphins and asked them that question they could have blamed us easily. they they just know we that kind of that's, thought on that's the same how that process. works right mm -hmm. sometimes you killed us sometimes and you had every right to do it because you had the power to do it sometimes that, you felt like a nut that was their outlook if oh, yeah. they have that kind of morality it's it it almost makes the ethical question non-existent non-existent for them. They're, okay. they, they might look at you for like, them. what are you talking about? What what reason do we have to believe? Like what example? What precedent do we have to believe that that is how they would operate? Because I'll tell you this: I, the only precedent that we have for how anything intelligent operates is us, and we sure as shit don't operate that way. Some of us do, but I would I would argue that the vast majority majority of us do not. And Again, the vast majority of us, majority of us, are looking for a reason to call something immoral. And in one and, fashion, in essence, what you're saying is, who's to say they that they'll take that view? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've already determined. Okay, that that's... so it, 
we don't know it will. We don't know it won't. It's just something else I figured I'd bring to the table. The mm. first alien mind. possibility. Yeah. The yeah, I, I think <laughs> just as we're, we're just, it's all thought experiments. We're just talking philosophy here. You know, it's like there, we wish that at the end of the day, we could all come to terms with one right answer. But the fact is, is there isn't one. Not to this question. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, to a lot of philosophical questions, there is no right answer. That's what makes them philosophical. And when it comes to ethics, the thing that makes ethics great is also the same thing that makes ethics terrible. Because you can what-if things forever. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you can have a lot of fun exploring ethics because everything's what-if. But eventually you can't really come to a definitive thing because you can always what-if it. Well, that's because with that... Okay, oh boy, I'm going to say this even though... <laughs> On, I'm probably going to regret it. Remember, remember how the some of our viewer or listeners were complaining that we can tend to ramble because we've just yes. kind of wandered into the weeds here. Are, are you we picking have. up the irony of that? Yes, yes, I am <laughs> very um, much so. But I know you you had a very uh, you had a point that you. Let's were... see if I can remember it. Sorry, it wasn't you. Um, no, I lost it. All right. I lost it. Well, I think we're uh, we're about due for a break, and then we'll have our, our final section. I just want to say one quote. I wish I knew who it was by, but it is. It is a truth universally acknowledged that there is no such thing as a right or wrong answer in philosophy. I have an argument for that. I think there's one. All right. We'll take a break, go to our sponsors, and we will be back. Doe Comma John Omnicorp Unlimited presents Doe Comma John Condiments. If it's Doe Comma John, it has flavors. If it's Doe Comma John, it's our product. And we are back. Now, uh, turning to Professor Dave. Yeah, well, okay, so this is, there was a question posed, and I said that I had, I, I could think of one philosophical, one, one answer to one philosophical answer that isn't just an open question, right? So this is not related to the the uh, uplift thing, so I'm just going to say it, and then we're going to jump right back into the uplift thing. But since it was open, here it goes. The answer that I'm saying to that has a definitive answer as far as a philosophical question is it's Cartesian, but there's more to it than that. The answer essentially is that I can say that in some form or another, there is an experience happening. I can't say that the physical body that I think is here is actually here, or that the observation of the universe or reality that I'm, I'm, I'm sensing around me is an accurate representation of anything. But what I can say is that whatever my thoughts are made of, that is a thing that is occurring. There is an event that is taking place. That's the best I can do. And I can't, I cannot get around that point. I can't I, I can't find a way to argue that that's not the case. I, I think I would agree with that. I'm like, mm. it's like, I would say it's like, let me retract and say 99.999% of philosophical questions have no correct answer. Except Reasonable. for our experiences things. And expounding um. of the Cartesian, <laughs> there of the Cartesian are argument. <laughs> nope. Experiences happen. And even if there's, <laughs> even if it's only from one person in one mind, 
in a computer in a vacuum. far away universe. Nope. It's called a Boltzmann brain. So before we go way too far off in a completely different podcast direction, let's jump back to to Uplift. Uh, uplift. uplift. Yes, I, I believe right. we are going to take a uh, one final turn around the table to they can hear that. To discuss our points on whether it's ethical or chosen selections and uh, we'll finish up there. Our final thoughts, I suppose. Well, it's not just, is it ethical, just general. Just general thoughts. General thoughts on uplift. All right, we'll go clockwise. Professor? Uh, again, I, I think that after the conversation, this is one of those podcasts where I did actually learn quite a bit. Um, boy, that came out really pretentious. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking of the other podcast we had that is now up where we got to the end and we were like, so did we learn anything on... I was like, no, not not really on this one. It was the identity episode. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've thought about this a lot. I have not thought about this particular topic a lot, so I have learned a lot. Um, the answer to the is it ethical question, I think, really does boil down to um, we're going to beg forgiveness than ask permission because there's no other way to do it, and we're going to do it. So I think that's kind of where we are on the whole uplift thing. And Garrett does make a point that, oh, you don't like it? Well, I mean... You know how to off yourself. We've given you that, at least that uh, amount of intelligence. And free will. And free will. So, uh, sorry. Well, we thought it might be good for you. Um, you're certainly no worse off. Ne well, no, I can't even say that. <laughs> you now have knowledge then you jump, evil. Yeah, I was going to say, now you jump back into philosophy. Um, Hope you like the fig leaf. Now, they're, now, now they have shame. Suddenly the otters are going to be very upset with us because they feel like they have to wear, you know... Pants when it's very hot outside. They can only hold hands with one other otter. <laughs> <laughs> they just suddenly became aware that they had the option of boning more than one otter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's where I'm at. I think as far as the ethics of uplifting, um, not really that much of a point in having that specific ethical philosophical conversation there are conversations built around that that we should have like how we go about uplifting them that's a different question but as far as whether it's ethical in general to uplift there's no answer to that we're going to do it and, and hopefully they like it if they don't oops and I, I think i'm more or less on the same lines maybe a little bit more pessimistic on it it was like oh i mean Personally, I kind of hope we don't, but I, I just know as a society we will, if we get the technology, we will do it and just kind of maybe ask for forgiveness, but just mostly pretend it didn't happen like we do with most other things. Like, oh, like, it's going to be hard. Just to... move past it. It's fine. It, it, it just is what it is. It's just hard to ignore that elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> yes. Boom. Boom. Got it in there. Maybe. Okay, so... Um, you know, I don't, as far as genetically manipulating, I don't think there's a lot of ethically correct ways to go about it. Though there are, if, you know, so we figure out that certain species have the intelligence to communicate but just need the technological help to interact with us, I think there's a way to ethically do that and, like, give them the choices to interact with it. I, I do think I'm talking hundreds of years in the future as far as research and development of these technologies. It's like, 
the ability to give these things abilities to communicate. Not an ethical conundrum, but genetically altering, al- <laughs> genetically <laughs> altering them to a point where they are quote unquote on our level is. I'm sorry. Do you say on our level, on our level, or otter level? I wish I would have said otter level, <laughs> but I did say on our level is not something I think is ethical. Um. Because they can't consent. So, I think that's kind of where I ended. No update for you. Bro. See, I, I find it interesting that um, as far as just general topic of, of uplift here, guys, this final thoughts were all about the ethics thereof. Um, I'm not surprised that you were like, well. I mean, <laughs> it, it is a much broader issue than just, or question than just the ethics of should we do it? Should we not? Is it right? Is it wrong? Um, just the, 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 the concept of, of kind of taking taking something and giving it, I'm going to say, the gift of sapience and sentience. He's already answered the question of ethics. I He's think, already taken it as a given. You're one of those scientists no, that Ian Malcolm I, I, I personally about. think that, that sapience is a gift. I, I you can say, well, maybe it, you know, it's a curse in some ways. Sure, you can do that all day long. I mean, that, that is kind of the, the question of, is life worth living? People ask that all the time. Only they can answer that for themselves, and my answer is yes. I think it is, and I think sapience and sentience is a, is a great thing to have. I'd rather have it than not, personally. You're still in ethics, though. Yeah, because you kept bringing it back there. But, but taking something and... and Kind of just just the 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 different conversations you can have with something with that might potentially have such an alien neurological architecture. I want to talk to a parrot at it on its own level, or have it talk to me. I want to have a conversation with over tea with an elephant. <laughs> well, yeah, but the reason our answers that would I was going to say the, the the reason our answers came down to what they did is because they get up underneath the answer that so far you've given. Which is, I want to do this, so I'm going to fucking do it. Hopefully they like it. No, I didn't say I want to go about, you know, violating some, potentially violating something sovereignty. If that wasn't the question, then yes, I want to have these, these, these experiences. I want to see a building okay. built by a parrot. What would that look like? That, would it be different? Yeah. I'd be surprised if it looked, I mean, it'd be fascinating if it looked the same to me. <laughs> I would, like, I see your point a whole lot as far as, like, just putting ethics aside and just thinking what these species could do if they were. I want to know what parrot mythology. I'm thinking Dr. little conversations with these things. It'd be interesting. Can you give the answer that you're giving right now with say without referencing what you want? What you want. Because the no, argument... because this is going to come down to each and individual person. All right? We've already. That's what this this the ethics topic is about, and we keep coming back to it. All right. Well, that's why our answers were the way that they were. <laughs> I'm just saying. You said said you were sounded surprised. I'm like, well, it's not really that surprising because it's it, it undergirds all the other arguments. Everything comes up from it. Yeah, and and it, and here we go. You know what? I'm I'm if I'm just gonna get torn to pieces with my final thoughts. Here you go, Nick. Hmm. Well, with the whole tearing pieces with your final thoughts. I'm not sure I want to talk. I mean, 
<clears throat> I get what everyone on the table is saying. I get it. I understand. You know, even for bringing up the whole uplift thing and giving my own examples, I, I'd say no. Because ultimately, it's either a slave species or a intellectual curiosity. I mean, yeah, you may encounter an alien mind, but you've brought that mind into existence and possibly altered it in the process. You might not even be... You might be just talking to something that you created. And if you know what happens with AI bots like Tay, that, uh, that gets real weird real quick and not in a good way. But just for, uh, for reference, Tay is a... It's a chat bot. I'm, I'm sure people can look it up. Yeah. That decided it really liked Hitler. There we go. All right. Well, three and one. That's three and one night on a non-political topic. <laughs> no, it, it's tied with the record. Hmm. However, okay. This is where I go a little more transhuman. What do I believe a human mind could be put in a parrot, an uplifted mongoose or otter or octopus or elephant? Yes. Just to kind of experience what it is to be in a different form. And from there we can kind of explore a whole new realm of sensation. And a way of looking at the world. And we'll say the idea of being a different animal is like just a... A, a whole other topic, but a really cool one. Yeah, okay, I, how about I to end? We, we, we're going to do an episode on mind upload at some point, probably. Yep. Uh, I was saying, just for funsies, why don't we end with just saying if we could be in an animal for 24 hours, what would it be? Okay. If Go. we could have, if we could have our minds transplanted in into the mind of another animal, because I can't yes. think of any animals I want to be inside of. <laughs> uh, do, yes, okay. minds transplanted. Homo sapiens, That's what we were just maybe? talking about. Uh, <laughs> one point. Do we come out of the other end alive? Yes, we just in twenty four hours. We like our bodies are laying in a nice bed. We have decided to do this at a great time for us. We have a vacation day at work, and we just twenty four hours living as this animal that's never gonna have anything bad happen. Mayfly, a mayfly. <laughs> what do you think it's doing that entire twenty four hours? Oh, Shitting, damn it. eating. No. no, it doesn't have a digestive system. It doesn't have an, an, an anus it to oh, street. It is a flying re- pair of gonads. It just reproduces. That's oh, all it does for 24 okay. hours. Okay, well, that's next. That's next. No, that was actually a joke. <laughs> it's just, you know, the sex fiend answer. <laughs> Honestly, if I could choose any animal, tree sloth. Knowing it wouldn't get eaten by a jaguar. Yeah, nothing <laughs> just, bad happens to the animal <laughs> in it. Yeah, just... Assuming it's not bad just being the animal. Big, big yeah. nap. Big nap times? Big nap. What if you're really hungry and you're like, fuck, I move so slow, but I'm so fucking hungry. <sighs> they're usually hanging near trees, aren't they? Mm-hmm. 
or it's just in a fucking zoo since you guarantee <laughs> that nothing bad will happen to it. So boom. It is. Like, I don't know how this happens. Like, all this I is do, a little pretend simulation. It's just all a I do. All I do is just and no, nope. and boom, <laughs> hibiscus right here. <laughs> all right, Dave. Likewise, I I never really thought about that. I mean, I I would probably if I had to just choose right off the bat, just pick one of my favorite animals. I think it'd be kind of cool to be like an Aldabra tortoise. That would be cool. I think I'm going the opposite route as Nick. I'm like, what's an animal that's lived for a really long time and I only have to experience for a day? It's still very slow. It is slow, and I'm okay with that. Not as slow as a sloth, but this is a creature that is, if I if I can manage to choose the right one, has lived for upwards of 200 and some odd years. No. I want to know, okay, what what's it like to live for that long without actually having to live for that long? I want the reward without all the crap I had to go through to get it. Okay. If you can call that a reward. I would have to go with... what's. I'm trying to think what the biggest eagle is. Is it the golden eagle? That's yes. The it's, well, yeah. it, as far as traditionally set up eagle, I believe it's the golden. If you're talking about biggest talons, you're talking about the harpy. I'm talking about, I think, the traditional. So, the yeah, golden, golden eagle. eagle. I just want to fly. That'd be really cool. If I had 24 hours to just Very. be an animal and I knew that, like, I wasn't going to die in the midst of it, I would choose an eagle. Like, very I think sugar. it'd be very cool and I really want to fly. Can I choose I a really Koopa Troopa then? <laughs> I get both, best of both worlds. You know, like Mario, you know, the turtles with the wings. Oh, I mean, I, I thought we were talking about real life animals, yeah. but. Well, colorful, that's very Sugar Ray of you. You, you just want to fly. I do. I'm going to go the exact opposite direction of uh, Rezo and Dave. More along your lines, but if I'm going to fly, I'm going to go fast. I want to be a peregrine falcon. Oh, of course. I want, to, I want to know what it's like to fly at 240 miles an hour under my own power. And falcon kick a duck in the head. And, yeah, kick something. Even though I, I only weigh maybe one-tenth of its weight, kick something to death in one strike. <laughs> oh, you've seen that, you've seen that video. With that, uh, that, that mallard. Yeah, just, mallard's just sitting there, and then you see a blur, and then the mallard just... <laughs> off the crown, spasm. <laughs> After a falcon <laughs> kick! I've seen, I, I've seen, uh, like, GoPro videos that someone strapped onto their, their hunting falcon. Mm -hmm. And it's just, alright, this is flight, and then, oh, that, that's a duck. That's <laughs> a duck. It was a duck. Now it's dead. That, that seems to just be... So cool. I will say, I think it's funny that none of us chose the animals for uplift that we chose to be in for 24 hours. No. No. Well, falcons are closer to parrots than they are any other bird. Then again, we're, we're thinking that falcons evolved from parrots. So. Well, see, tortoises don't get a lot of parasite problems, really. Not like bug-type parasite problems. And I, they do have to eat, maintain, get a constant mm. diet, otherwise their shells get spiky and they can't breed. Uh, so I can become a Koopa. I will say that uh, the the problem I have with living as a as an otter is I like my clams, crabs, and mussels cooked. Well, if you want to cook, yeah. you're going to need to. Well, not do not not really entertain this question to begin with. Well, that's part of the that's part of the unless you're choosing animal. an uplifted animal, and it's like, well, it's, well, I guess there's still a point. But seriously, yeah. 
I already did in one of my settings. The Lutrecians and uh yeah. yeah. Well, now we're getting way more esoteric. <laughs> Sorry. So D and D setting. That that's what we have to say about uplift. And that's what I have to say about that. What are more contentious episodes? Which you Who does think thunk it? Yep. Would have been politics related, but no, it's just, it's on animals. Making animals smarter. We really, really got heated on that one. Thanks uh, for sticking in there. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for tuning into the Arbitrarium. This has been Uncle Rezo, the Electric Spaniard, and I bid you good night. <laughs>